Welcome to Navigating the Modern World. I am your host, Kimberly Johnson. I am a life coach and a sex coach. This podcast was made for you, for you to get the most out of your life. We, as human beings, are made to win. This podcast offers a perspective in life that has you win, no matter what the challenge or outer circumstances you find yourself in. If you want to learn more about my work, you can go to KimberlyCoaching.com. Hello and welcome to episode 123 of Navigating the Modern World. I am here once again with Colin and Jordan. Hello. Hello. And we're going to talk about spirituality. Well, one, because it's one of my favorite things to talk about, but two... I think we all have quite different experiences with it and different backgrounds in it. And so we're just going to talk all things spirituality, maybe some skepticism, maybe about some spiritual teachers, maybe like, like we'll see what comes up. We're just going to enjoy this conversation. So thank you so much for being here. And we're going to start with a question. Um, I'm going to pose it to Jordan first. Okay. Um, and I'm going to pose it to you, Colin, next. Um, what is your, like, relationship with spirituality from your childhood? Uh, Catholic. Very Catholic to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, an interesting family in which I think my parents were politically pretty liberal and, like, academically liberal. But we went to church every Sunday um, wasn't really like a lot of talk about spirituality per se. It was just like this thing that we did every Sunday. And like, aside from that, there wasn't really a lot of talk in the actual household. Hmm. But, uh, I think I, that was a pretty big part of like, I don't know, the, the direction my spiritual path took because I reacted against Catholicism quite a bit. Like, uh, uh, my best friend and I growing up were just very argumentative and fought back with like the priests at the time Mm. and and in like the Catholic education classes, we were pretty obnoxious in just questioning things and being skeptical and doubtful of everything. So I think that is sort of like the beginning of my, interest Mm. or search or whatever you want to call uh i mean spirituality is such an ill-defined thing but i feel like there wasn't much spirituality per se in like the religious upbringing i had in catholicism and i sort of maybe was looking for that and was reacting out against it and sort of found my own Mm. definition of it by by like revolting against my original background yeah which i feel like is a very common story especially for catholics like like catholic guilt is a pretty prominent part of my daily experience now as an adult and um i feel like a lot of catholics have that experience of like sort of stepping away from that world and getting a bigger perspective and feeling um i don't know that not resentful necessarily but just like doesn't apply anymore Mm. just doesn't really just didn't didn't feel good as a kid I guess do you I feel like Catholics say Catholic guilt so like easily is that like do you 
feel the weight of it? Because you said mm-hmm. you experience it in your daily. Do you feel the weight of it or does it just feel like this is... It's just the background noise. It's just my experience that like now as an adult, I can pinpoint as like, oh, not everybody feels like they, you know, there's a reason that that's mm. there and maybe Catholicism is part of it. Mm. Um, and it's just, I think like the background noise that I'm not consciously aware of all the time, but I think my daily experience is riddled with a level of guilt. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That's Thank you for it. sharing that. Sure. Yeah. Let's go to, let's go to Colin. Yeah. Colin, what's, how about you? Mm, I think I just w- want to run briefly through my dad's journey, which I think affected me a lot. Um, he's, when he was 14, his mother, um, converted to being a Jehovah's Witness. And his parents got divorced over that. And oh, wow. It was like a big deal. And then uh, he became religious himself, and so did his sister, um, in a different church. And uh, it became a really big part of his life. He went to the seminary. It was a three-year program to become a priest, but he um, stopped after two years and like really had a crisis of faith. And after that, I think that was in his mid-20s. After that, he's gone through a whole bunch of different New Age movements, mm-hmm. like uh, numerology, Buddhism in, a, in, an authentic, in its like original form, and I think uh, offshoots as well, mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of other things I can't think of right now. But um, I think growing up in this environment where we were always kind of moving from one practice to another i was never really part of any of it and i think it made me a little bit uh skeptical and also mm, just uncertain about the genuineness of all like getting exposed to all these different things and not feeling like there wasn't a whole lot to any of them (laughs) like that's why your dad kept moving on yeah something like that and Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know how he feels about this but that was so that's sort of my take on it. Mm-hmm. What about your mom? I think my mom was along for the ride. She oh, okay. was very open to everything, but uh, she wasn't the impetus behind it. She grew up Catholic, and uh, I'm not really sure when or how that ended, but mm-hmm. I don't think it was a painful thing. And mm-hmm. now she lives alone, and it's kind of not. It's not a... Not religiously inclined? Yeah, I, I think she has, you know, spiritual feelings, but mm-hmm. not, uh, doesn't practice outwardly any, mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Does that describe you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you have the feelings, but you don't, yeah. you wouldn't, like, say you're something. I'd say the feelings are, like, you know, not, it's not a defining part of my life either it's just like yeah. you get a little taste of it once in a while yeah mm-hmm. totally okay how about you yeah, yeah. your turn <laughs> i cued them to do that <laughs> you guys did great um well my mother's father is a church of christ preacher and the church of christ is very like you know women can't speak in front of men you can't dance you can't use instruments you can't you know Mm-hmm. very strict form of Christianity. And my father, his parents were 
kind of partiers, like a little bit, at least my grandpa, um, and wild. And then my uncle died on a motorcycle accident, and then they became very Christian. But by this point, my dad was an adult. And um, so my dad, I think, proclaims that he's atheist, um, mm-hmm. even though he... I think he has very spiritual thoughts. We have a lot of deep conversation that feels to me like what exact thing that I would call spirituality for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my mom is just super faithful to the church, like not to the church, but to God. And she, mm-hmm. um, when she got divorced, the church of Christ kicked her out of the church. And so she didn't really go to church after that, unless we were at, with my grandparents. Um, and so she had this like deep faith that I actually was always inspired by um, because I she was so destroyed by the church during yeah. a very important part of her life. Um, and she just held steady to her faith. And I'm like just amazed by that. Um, but when we were growing up, church was a thing you did with like her parents. And mm-hmm. then when you weren't with her parents, my parents didn't even push church on us. Nothing, not, mm-hmm. nothing really spiritual. But then when I was in high school, I kind of found a church that I really latched onto. Um, and I think it was because I was really, really made fun of in school. Um, I was picked on by a specific group of people for many, many years and when I found this church, I, for the very first time, started meeting peers that I, like, really got along with. And I think for me it was, like, this connection. And it also tapped into something that I would feel when I would sing. Mm-hmm. And as a young woman, I didn't know what I was tapping into. Um, but I got the same feeling when I started exploring the Bible and reading these stories and hearing these inspirational, like, mm-hmm. ways that... But you God never, or Jesus had touched a person's life. You never felt it like spending time with your mom's family before that? I remember loving going to church. Like, I oh, love okay. hymns yeah. still to this day. Like, I love to sing. So, mm-hmm. like, even if I were to say, like, if I wanted to, like, ha- do something in a band, like, I would love for it to be, like... Gospel. I would love for there to be, like, a gospel flair. I would love it for it to be, like, indie or even, like, ambient music, but with a gospel flair. Like, I think it would be so sick. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I have kind of like a uh, James Blake, but female version. Okay. It's kind of my dream. Um, anyway, um, so, yeah, that's kind of my background. And now I I think that that trajectory, when I was, when I was 16 or 17, I got kicked out of the the church of Christ because I, there was a pastor that he held this huge group female. He was like teaching this huge group of females about the Bible. And he said something about how women can't pray in front of men. And I said, well, I pray at the dinner table every night. And he said, well, you'll go to hell for that. I was, and I was 17 and I was pretty outraged and Uh I ended up walking out of that meeting. And then I was asked to like leave that church. Uh Um, and so that highly that is what I think affected me in this way of it was no longer about Jesus or God or Christianity. It was more about what is that thing that I feel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just going after that more than sure a specific person mm-hmm. or thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I want to know about. I want to know specifically, Colin, if you'll start this part, mm. about 
what skepticism looks for you right now when you think of like spirituality like what do you Mm. hate about it or what from your childhood like how has it shaped oh i guess i feel like my take on all this is like the impulse behind religions is like a really good and pure one Mm. but as soon as it gets into the real world and there's like you know power and money and uh all that stuff involved uh, like the more of that is involved in any movement, like I think the more skeptical I am of it. Okay. Mm. Which is, mm, I don't know, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good way to go about it, but yeah, there's less intrinsic motivation to do anything. The, the, mm. the bigger yeah. it is. The we touched on this briefly with our last podcast about spiritual teachers. How like there seems to be this contradiction between having a message you want to spread. Um, attracting attention, fame, and money for spreading that message successfully and contradicting the very message you're spreading by yeah. doing so. And so like, yeah. I understand what you're saying. It's like the if there's there might be a, a good nugget of spirituality that in some movement, but the more popular it gets, the more it kind of contradicts itself. Yeah. In some ways, I don't know if that's what you're saying or not, but I think that I think that, so. I, think that, that uh, I don't know. That's just like a contradiction I found in every sort of movement. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, so I feel like super skeptical of like New Age spirituality because I, and maybe this is like just a movement that happened that I was a kind of a part of or on the sidelines of. And I found to be super frustrating because it was super popular. It's almost like everything is all light and love and good. And, mm-hmm. um, and like, I don't know. It's like that message became, so it wasn't like a person per se or a group, but a message or spiritual mm-hmm. message yeah. that was put into the world in a really big way because of social media and stuff. And then like, you just like, and then I'm wondering like, you know, why anxiety rates are higher or depression mm. rates are higher yes, because exactly all people are seeing is like yeah. other people's highlighted reel about right. love and light exactly when I like think really they're crying about. at night <laughs> i think that's exactly what i'm yeah. talking about it's like yeah okay the, the the message behind that might be very positive but there's so many studies linking social media use with anxiety and depression and insomnia and so on and so forth um, so it's like, that's the platform that's going to be able to popularize genuinely good ideas, but the, the medium is toxic. So getting the message comes with like this, mm-hmm. this baggage that I think. Interesting. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Um, and I think that's always been, again, this kind of is repeating what we were saying before, but I think that's always been my problem with digesting like any sort of self-help book mm-hmm. or, religious text or spiritual book because it's like well you publish this and you're making money off of it so how much is it really meant to help me as much as it's to help the you know the author or the originator mm-hmm. of the product and like i'm not sure i uh yeah this bridge is on a real well are you sorry i won't no, interrupt you no that's all i have to say well, this bridges on like a really interesting concept that I have thought about about that I'm also skeptical about, and I actually am kind of doing it. So it's like you have to kind of question my own work, but like 
making money off these ancient, ancient, Mm -hmm. really beautiful things Mm -hmm. that, you know, like I teach people Buddhist psychology and I teach people meditation and mindfulness and Mm -hmm. I get paid so that I can make, you know, a living wage so I can live. And like, sometimes I wonder if there's a moral dilemma there. Yes, I I understand. I mean, I think that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I'm also not making millions of dollars and, you know, I'm, I think this is like also what we were talking about, like what I've been kind of talking about today. It's like, I really want to walk my talk Mm -hmm. and that might even look like my business never being huge Mm -hmm. because that's not going to be my focus. My focus Mm -hmm. is going to be like, am I walking the earth in a way that I feel like I need to? Yeah. And sort of my, like my answer to this dilemma is usually something like that. It's like. You just need to self-actualize, and if that includes spreading a spiritual message, um, that's just what you do. In the same way that a carpenter just is meant totally. to work with wood, and like you just you you make a living by whatever way you are in this world, you know. Yeah. And if the way that you self-actualize is by being a teacher or a speaker or something like that, then. Um, I don't feel like there is a contradiction if it's what you really enjoy doing. And yeah. So I, but I think, I think maybe like where Colin has skepticism of spiritual teachers is those who are just, uh, yeah, like building this sort of social and economic movement around themselves. Yeah. Right. Like that anything that kind of has like a lot of money behind it is, yeah. The message is lost in the structure and yeah, I, th- I think from my personal experience, it's felt like a lot of things become sort of cult, cult-like, cult too, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it's really gratifying the leader's ego and building not a pleasant society around yeah. it, either. Yeah. Where do you guys think that it tips? So, like, if people mm-hmm. have a good intention mm-hmm. and they start putting it into the world... Mm-hmm. Where do you think the tipping point begins to happen? Good question. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I think it's so individual. You know, I think it's so based on a time and a place and where yeah. in history and who. Uh, but it just keeps happening. Yeah, so there has definitely. to be some patterns. Like I understand exactly what you mean, but I'm not sure I have an answer to it. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. don't really expect you guys to have an answer. No, but it's a good thought. I think I'd have to think a lot more about that, but right. I see a lot of these things as like bubbles that you know get bigger mm-hmm. and bigger and burst, and mm-hmm. maybe there's some critical bubble size that yes, where it's effective. But yeah, hmm. I I wanted to say also extending the the woodworking metaphor mm-hmm. of like when I first was hanging out with you guys, I I would overhear some of your client calls. Mm-hmm. And it sounds a lot, it doesn't sound necessarily spiritual what you're doing a lot of the time. People will say, oh, I'm upset about something. And then you'll say, okay, well, you know, like first let's calm down and then think about your own reaction and how you can control it or whatever. But there's like, it's just very practical and like step by step. Mm-hmm. And in, in that way, maybe it's sort of like uh, you're like a, a carpenter building lots of people, you know, sturdy houses and mm. creating a community where everybody has housing security. Okay. And well, 
To what end, do you mean? Well, just everybody who participates in this might have slightly better emotional and mental health. Mm. So you're saying it's not, it's just not a spiritual matter and, at all. Well, from the brief window I've seen, yeah, there's well, a, there's a, like a seemingly not so spiritual component to it. Yeah, to I, what you're doing. I love what you're saying because, like, for me spirituality is the experience of something. It's not the something. Mm. And so, like, for me, I th- I feel very often that I experience most things as spiritual. Like, even, yes, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Like, it's like I'm everything I'm experiencing feels spiritual versus, like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing that's spiritual, mm-hmm. and then this over here that I'm doing mm. isn't spiritual. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that was a very important... Uh, I mean, that's been my whole journey, basically, is, like, coming from a sort of, like, Catholic, uh, yeah, dualism to a more, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, a monism, where it's just, like, oh, this is all just one thing that I'm experiencing, and mm-hmm. I am part of it, both, mm-hmm. you know, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think... I love and, that it includes And that's you, why yeah. I think that... <laughs> I mean, I know it includes you, but I'm glad that you know that. A lot of people yeah. think that it doesn't. Yeah, right. And I think, well, I forgot what I was, I forgot where I was going with that. It's okay. Um, okay, so something that I wanted to talk about during this discussion was a conversation, I don't know if Colin remembers this, but a conversation we had like maybe two or three years ago that really like influenced the way I understood spirituality. Mm-hmm. Basically, what you were saying was that like, it is just a... Uh, an activity that you can get good at. Yeah. Does that make sense? And like, I never, I don't think I'd ever really thought of it like that. And Mm -hmm. it really, I don't know. It made a big impression on me. Whereas like, I think beforehand, maybe I had a loftier view of like what achieving a peak spiritual state is that you like get there through, you know, days of meditation or taking mushrooms or, running a hundred miles or whatever it might be like some kind of extreme thing and that it was somehow like i don't know like a unique state that said something about the nature of the universe and i think what you were trying to convey was that like it's just an activity that you can get good at like it's not it's like anything else like Mm. you can practice it and it can be this very amazing experience and experience and activity in the same way that like tennis tennis or or music or you know whatever it might be like and i don't know that that was just very insightful and I wonder if you remember that or if, like, if you have other thoughts on it. I can't say I specifically remember that conversation, but yeah. I, I, that makes sense to me. Yeah. That idea. It's like, uh, like eating a meal is like a, a particular human experience that has these particular facets to it. It makes you feel a certain way and, mm-hmm. um, and, people enjoy it for certain reasons that are different than other people. I think that's the same for spirituality. It's like some people enjoy it more than other people and it means, you know, it feels different to them. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I think that is, I don't know. It takes the weight out of the question for me. 
that mm. like it doesn't really matter what this is all saying about my consciousness or the you know reality but like mm-hmm. it can still just be a thing that i'm interested in. it can get good mm. at like regardless of what it says about like me or my place in the world mm-hmm. yeah i mean i feel like i've just been learning that more and more about life that like because I, I feel like from my own growing up that, like, I was told that you, you know, there's a, you're here for a purpose and everything you do has this purpose mm-hmm. and go find your purpose. Okay. And I'm kind of like, I'm not sure anything has a purpose except for the purpose that you choose to give to it. So for me, it feels like a very similar thing. It's like, if, if something feels good to you and you want to practice it and get good at it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's because... It just makes you yeah. feel a specific way, right. not because it, it has some bigger purpose. It can be as simple exactly, as like, yeah. I just enjoy this, right? and this is what I want to do. And I think like growing up in, in a strict religion like I did, it was very much like this is a superior form of experience. Like being like a devout Catholic was somehow, you know, like a superior yeah, flips yeah. into the universe and God and everything else. And now I just feel like, well, no, it's just so individual and based on what you do. And I think that took pressure off me to per- to pursue it because it was like, well, maybe that's just not what I'm meant to do. Maybe I'm meant to do other things and that's my spiritual experience. It doesn't have to be like this separate thing again, mm-hmm. which, yeah. I find it super interesting that your family didn't really talk about Catholicism you just did these very intense every week things yeah. without really talking about it well, outside of that. I should note now that not, neither of my parents go to church anymore. I mean, Interesting. It, it, it all kind of phased out. <laughs> yeah. And so I wonder if they, how much they were really invested in it to begin with. Or, like, did they just, like, have this idea that you, you like, grow your kids up in a church so that they have I some sort so. of moral code? I think they, they, that's how they grew up. And yeah. I think it was very much just their understanding of totally. parenting and, totally. and being an, an American citizen. You know, I think it was just no, totally. normal. And, yeah. and I don't regret it. But I, I did want to add that, that they, they stopped going to church quite a while ago. We've had, like, some small discussions about that kind of stuff since then. But, yeah. And I really, I don't know, I really appreciate actually how hands-off we are as a family about that. It's like my sister is still very devout, like yeah. more devout than my parents or my ever were. And my brother and I are not really, you know, we're yeah. pretty similarly minded in these matters. And everybody respects each other and stays out of each other's business, you know. Yeah, that's cool. Which I actually appreciate. That's so, very cool. So maybe when I was younger, it caused some angst because I didn't feel like I was in the right spiritual path or community and maybe would have liked to talk about it more directly with them then but now I actually appreciate Mm. yeah yeah what about your parents did you feel like you said that you weren't really a part of it but were they like talking about it a lot or Mm. did you feel any pressure to like yeah if they were so interested in yeah wouldn't they have had some interest in keeping you in those communities I I would I did go to events a variety mm-hmm. of different ones. I can remember being a very small kid going to a Buddha stuffing ceremony. Of you get a statue and put crystals and stuff in it. Mm. And then mm. later in life, my dad was part of the Avatar program, mm-hmm. and I went to their beginner. 
course, which was like a, I believe, no, I went to beginner and level two or whatever, the second course. Uh -huh. I think that was like seven days total. And uh, I did all the things, but and I, I was somewhat engaged with it, but I wasn't going because I wanted to go. It was, yeah. was you were going, like, your parents wanted you to go? Yeah, I was just going because they paid for me to go. And I was like, well, I'm here. I'm going to do it, I guess. But yeah. I wasn't very intentional about it. And Did you feel resistance to wanting to do that kind of stuff? Um, I don't know if I felt resistance at that point. I think I was like maybe 10 or 12 for that one. But mm -hmm. okay. I think I was just like, oh, I'm here. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think I would... I don't know if I'd even feel resistance now. I think I just feel like I can't take this seriously. Mm -hmm. Like I could still do all the things you're telling me to do, but I wouldn't be engaged with it, you know? What would you say is like the most meaningful spiritual experience you've had? Defined however well, you feel like it. Yeah, this, I thought about that in this time too. And I feel like it was when I took LSD mm. <laughs> with uh, you and a, Adam, our other friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I would describe that experience as I feel like in my life I've always felt sort of like a square peg trying to fit in a round hole. Mm. Just never quite fit. And that felt like a square peg fitting very yeah. nicely into a square hole. Cool. That's my metaphor for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I can't really explain anything beyond that. Yeah. Cool. Fair enough, yeah. 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 I was, I mean, I remember that. And I also remember... <laughs> we're just gonna sound like drug <laughs> druggies but when we you did molly for the first oh time. yeah well it was actually it was actually mda um but that was a very amazing experience for me and i think everybody involved yeah too. no that was yeah. very powerful yeah do you guys feel like those experiences like interact with how you show up in the world today in like your now life, even though you had those experiences or are they just, well, I feel like I'm kind of contradicting myself here, but yes, because I feel like they did, they did influence my, uh, I won't, I won't even say understanding of like consciousness, but, uh, yeah, they were impactful. <laughs> they were very impactful for how I understand consciousness or like, you know, my interpretation yeah. of it. Uh, and yeah, I feel like that inherently just influences the decisions I make in the world and how I want to spend my time and what I put value on. Um, yeah, that's a short answer. Yeah. Whatever you call Um, I feel like those two experiences were like big eye openers sort of, of like what what's possible in the world mm -hmm. but as you get farther away from them i think that clarity slips away yeah and totally i feel like um i definitely those experiences did shape my life but i feel like it's it's really easy to let to forget that yes mm. yeah. i feel like throughout my most of the time i'm spending i'm not really aware of that sort of consciousness yeah um, yeah I, it, yes it has influenced my life definitely i think i do feel a little more clarity than i did before i ever did that but in mm -hmm. general i feel like i do i'm pretty bad at i just get caught up in day-to-day -day life and forget yes, yeah for sure i would say like 
my experience with psychedelics has been very powerful. And my, I think the reason I still meditate so much and like value it so much is like, I actually think that my experience through meditation has impacted my day-to-day life way more because Mm -hmm. I wasn't under some influence. It was very much rooted in like material world. Like I was having the breakthrough, like in Mm -hmm. present moment in this body, in this lifetime. Um, whereas like when my, I have psychedelic experiences, I very often, it feels disjointed from my Mm -hmm. reality because it's such a different visual experience or different Mm -hmm. physical experience or like whatever. Um, but like, cause I remember probably the one time I had like a huge spiritual experience through meditation. I had been meditating for hours and hours and hours and I was on retreat and I one like in the middle of the day, you have like a break and you can do whatever you want. Well, there's this hike and I just decided I was like, I'm going to hike that hike. And I started walking and it was almost just like, I felt like because I had been sitting and meditating in like in that kind of quietness like it was just like I literally became like completely enmeshed in this natural background and I was it was like real though it wasn't there was no like shapes and there's no colors like my psychedelic experiences it was like no I am nature like it's kind of like the Mary Oliver poem you know she's like I am I am clear that if you cut a tree you cut my arm off you know I like mm-hmm. had that experience and mm-hmm. and it that that moment felt like it transformed me so much more than all the other experiences and I've tried to think about why mm-hmm. and I really do think it's because it's was so in this actual body like mm-hmm. So it's like I walk with it way more heavy or something, like way yeah. more in my tangible. Right. Um, but I love that question. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why I say that I, I feel contradictory saying that it like those experiences have influenced me. Because before I was basically saying, uh, oh, God, I've lost my train of thought already. Oh, that's OK. I'm not saying um, I want to be very clear. I'm not saying that my psychedelic experiences were not powerful. They yeah. were. Um I guess, like, the idea that spiritual practice is just, like, a thing you can get good at. Yeah. Like, I feel like that is at odds with the fact that, like, I have been influenced by these I things. See and I saying. have, like, yeah. given them credit enough to change how I see the world and my consciousness, you know? So, to say that it's just, like, on one hand, this weird, totally. this weird skill that you can get good at. And yet, I've given it the gravity to change how I view my life so well, I think there's a contradiction like personally there and it's also just my experience like I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't say that those that those experiences say anything about anybody else's totally. consciousness yeah but for me it's like well that's my experience and like I gotta totally. I gotta have some basis for how I explain yeah. my why I'm here and what I'm doing so like totally. I do give them weight and yet I also don't think they're necessarily like distinct from any other human activity yeah. So. I mean, I think that's probably with everything. We just yeah. give anything weight that we choose to give weight to. And well, yeah. That, yeah. that in, you know, that makes an impact yeah. on your life. And those experiences yeah. have been impactful. And it's like, I can't deny that. Totally. Know? So. Um, so we were having a talk the other night that I wanted to bring up. Mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of resurface it because we stopped talking about it. Because we were like, this is getting into the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I know where you're going. 
we had this, so I was doing a tarot reading and, um, which I love to do. And I really, I feel like how I use tarot is not, I guess it feels like it's, it feels like it's coming from, from spirit. Like I'm, I feel free that I could say that, but for me, it's not like all that that means is, is that like I can be intentional about something and then I can receive the intention back. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense, but anyway, so I was doing a tarot reading and Jordan, you know, asked me like, what did you get from it? And I, I started sharing and I kept saying the word realization. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I had this realization and this realization, this realization. And then Jordan and I got in this like kind of long discussion about, you, you could just see in my face that I was like, I, you said something, I don't remember what you said, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but do you want to, do you want to share? I think what I asked you was like, do you feel like these are realizations or are you remembering lessons you already know? Mm. And well, I think you could just see in my face that I was a little skeptical of, or, or yeah. didn't, you know, quite understand what you were saying. You just, in like, there was like a, a pause and you're like, what do you think of all this? Yeah, that is what I said. Mostly and, because I also was rambling. Like, I can yeah. get really passionate because something does click into me and then I'm like... Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've done tarot with you and, like, it's been really fun. Like, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I guess I was just suggesting that, like, there wasn't anything in that reading or in the book you were reading from or in the cards that you didn't already know. And that like, it's a useful tool for just like reminding you of important lessons. But I guess I, yeah, I guess I, I had a, like a bit of an issue with the idea of like realizing something new because I don't know. Do you have anything to say? Well, I'm just curious, like, well, Colin, I'm curious what you would think about like the difference between remembering something and then having a realization like does a real because we we then continued the conversation and what we came to is that realization is when something becomes so known in you that it changes your action in the world Mm. Mm -hmm. versus remembering is something that might come to your mind but it doesn't like move you into action it's just like oh like you know what i'm saying that's a really nice distinction Mm -hmm. yeah i'm still like curious about it because I don't know okay in my personal experience I kind of feel like I'm not sure anything moves me into action I feel very much like Mm -hmm. there might be moments when I have the choice to listen and choose but I feel con like conscious of that choice it doesn't feel Mm -hmm. like a realization that it just like hits me so hard that it just like all of my actions change it's kind mm-hmm. of like i've been having lots of feelings about all the all the injustice around black lives in the u.s yeah. and stuff and i've been thinking like what does it actually take for change of that caliber and what does it actually take like how do people's hearts get pierced enough that we actually change stuff and i'm not sure like i genuinely don't know i think mm-hmm. Like if like what realization would need to happen? Yeah, because like I feel very deeply sad. I can't like I can barely watch the news and like read these articles. It's like it's mortifying to me and scary to me. Mm-hmm. And I know that I fail every freaking day from doing anything about it. Yes. So okay, I think I can connect that to tarot. <laughs> Here okay. we go. 
think, you don't have to. We can just change the subject. No, I think this is like why I am skeptical of things like that, and why I why again like why I was mm-hmm. wanted to clarify like what a realization is. Is that like I think in a lot of these like I don't know you know social justice issues or political issues or whatever like people often know what needs to be done. And they don't do it because they're consuming, they're just consuming more information about the issues as opposed to just loving your neighbor and -hmm. and feeding the poor. Like, you know, I think that everybody thinking about it, overdoing it. Yes. And I think that's why I take issue with like reading a book about these things, because you might read it and be like, oh, I just realized what needs to be done. I, I say, no, you knew the whole time. You're just procrastinating and putting it off. Mm. And so I think, like, in, in a lot of the things that I'm trying to change about my life, like, I know what I got to do. I'm just lazy sometimes, mm-hmm. and I forget, and I honestly just get sidetracked by my own emotions, and I need to remember every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But I think I take, I have a bit of a problem with the idea that somebody writes a book and tells me something I don't already know. Like, mm. I think I know what I need to do to, to be who I want to be and be good to people around me, you know? And mm-hmm. it's just hard, and, like, mm-hmm. I fail at it sometimes. But um, but I think that's what's, like, you know, I, I think that's why I have a problem with, like, just consuming too much information. I think it just... it steers you away from actually taking action. Mm -hmm. And I think these big spiritual teachings are actually not that complicated. I think they're actually very simple and we overcomplicate them and then lose them in the message. And I think everybody knows the message in a lot of cases. Like everybody kind of knows and we just forget and we need to be reminded. Mm -hmm. And like there is utility for those teachings, but Mm -hmm. um, I think they're way simpler than, than... seems in in this day and age i feel like they're very simple but to get from thinking about it to doing feels extremely challenging at least for me oh me too absolutely like yeah i'm not i have a huge problem like actually yeah actually like taking action in a lot Mm -hmm. of these issues where i know i probably could do better and it's just yeah yeah it's and maybe whatever maybe a, a heartier dose of spiritual teachings in my life would help me and maybe I'm just being stubborn I really don't know but yeah but I do kind of feel that that like we all kind of know and I agree I mean I know yeah. but I still don't do it and I yeah you know I don't know what I mean okay so when you guys have done things in your life right like you've actually done it mm-hmm. what do you think had you do it? What was different about that than like something else you might really think you need to do? Is it like that it came easy and natural? So like, I think in I think in a state of crisis, you can sometimes be moved. Yeah. 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 Sometimes the need to do something becomes just overwhelmingly like you can't you can't live with yourself as a person without doing something. Mm. Yeah. 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 Or, I agree with that. Or if you're in just like in such distress for whatever reason that you just, yeah, I guess that's kind of the same thing. It's like have to comfort yourself somehow. And the only mm-hmm. thing you can do is like strike up a conversation with a homeless person or mm-hmm. give money to somebody in need. Mm-hmm. Like I think sometimes you can just feel, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. On Sort of on this topic about um, black, black, violence and 
finals against Blackpool, whatever. The like it's on the national news a lot, but in the area we live, there are very few black people. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. mm-hmm. you all of us would have to go out of our way, I think, to yeah. even you know. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting. There's like a sort of a dichotomy between the information coming in and then like the reality in mm-hmm. our ex- in our very local. Mm-hmm. Totally. Spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, you know. Right. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm even like resistant to like sharing things on Facebook. It's not because I don't care. I feel like I care. I just like I get so. Okay, it's like this. I have said this so many times, which this to me totally is like related to spirituality too. It's like the walking the talk. Mm-hmm. Like I. When I was living in Denver, so many of my girlfriends were like, we're feminists. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means. Like, and I really genuinely didn't feel like I knew what it meant because these women I love, but they would go to these marches. And I know for a fact, they do not like their mother. Mm-hmm. And they talk shit about their mother and they talk bad about other women and they do these things. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to march for women. Mm-hmm. And you don't even like I have actively heard you talk about not enjoying your mother or not or like bad mouthing this woman or whatever. And I'm just like, why? Like, I feel like that all of that is such a show mm-hmm. when really I just want to like when my mom calls, mm-hmm. I genuinely just want to have the patience yeah. to listen to her. Yeah, yeah. I like I would rather spend my entire life working on that than like showing up to these marches mm-hmm. and then not in my own life doing something mm-hmm. which i think yeah. is like even in spiritual teachers you know like we've talked about like once you become a certain high level spiritual teacher you have to keep a certain face so mm-hmm. you may not talk about your struggles you might sharing yeah. spiritual stories might be the best avenue for you so that you right. stay on this pedestal and i think in my career and in my life choice i am just choosing to not ever go on the yeah. fucking pedestal and it may not look like the success of other people, but like I would define it as successful for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't really know why I just went off on that uh, tangent, but (laughs) like the Pete Holmes is alpha beta or whatever. Oh, like, like that you're, that you show strength by admitting insecurities and faults and that you're confident in doing so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I respect that. I do too. That's what I value spiritual people (laughs) when they're able to be real yeah alright alright any other closing thoughts I think we need to turn this microphone off and go do some good in the world I think that is sort of the message isn't it yeah Yeah. okay to you listener yeah (laughs) yeah I love that like get out there like, yeah, instead of thinking about it, I mean, really, instead of thinking about things, maybe doing more. Mm-hmm. All right. On that note, if you love this podcast, please go over to iTunes on your computer and rate and review it. Thank you guys so much for being here. Until next time.